Hello, and welcome to the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by The Adventure Challenge. The Adventure Challenge is a mystery scratch-off book with 50 creative and unique adventures. Each adventure is covered by scratcher material, making every challenge a surprise. As you finish each challenge, the book becomes a memory keepsake with a spot to write about your adventure and a place to stick a photo. The Adventure Challenge gets the family together, having fun, and keeps that memory for you within its pages. So check out theadventurechallenge.com and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a great discount. My name is Ben, and I am five years old, and I have a joke. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies! <laughs> That's hilarious. Thanks for that joke, Ben. Now, on to some shout-outs. Otto and Jonah are new patrons from Loomis, California. And Jonah has a birthday coming up, so happy birthday, Jonah. I think if they were dragons, they would be invisible. And they would go around in their invisible state, pranking all their friends and family. Thanks for listening, you two. Annika from Orange City, Florida, enjoys the stories, and she's got a birthday this month as well. Happy birthday, Annika. I think if she was a dragon, she would be a unicorn dragon with a big, bright unicorn horn that shot glitter. Thanks for listening, Annika. Viraj and Abiraj are new patrons who enjoy all the stories. I think Abiraj would be a ninja dragon with super ninja skills, and Viraj would be a dog dragon with fur instead of scales. Thanks for listening, you two. Brooks and Wyatt from Austin, Texas enjoy the stories, and they told me who they think they would be from the stories. Brooks would be the gray dragon, and Wyatt would be a mermaid. I also hear that there are tree beasts roaming around in their neighborhood, which is quite exciting. Thanks for listening, Brooks and Wyatt. And I would like to give a shout-out to Isla and Jack. They enjoy the show, and I think if they were dragons, they would be laser dolphin dragons. They live in the ocean and protect seaside towns from pirates by blasting their pirate ships with their dragon laser eyes. Thanks for keeping the ocean safe, Isla and Jack. Today's episode is titled The Purple Potion Part 3. Goose and Arlo have been turned into dragons after drinking a mysterious potion. They believe their only hope of being turned back into themselves is to seek out an ancient dragon wizard in a faraway island. Now we rejoin them on their quest. As expected, it took Arlo and Goose a few weeks to reach the dragon wizard island. They learned the hard way that most people are afraid of dragons and will attack them on sight. Most of the time, when they tried to land near a town to get some rest, the people there would all attack them. Arlo and Goose thought that was super uncool, and they learned to land only where there were no people. But they did finally reach the island, noted on the map. It was very small. It was thick with forest and surrounded by beaches, except on one side where there was a small mountain that stuck up from the ground. Arlo and Goose circled the island for a moment and then decided to go straight to the mountain because, generally, dragons live in mountains. They landed and noticed a roof sticking out from the mountain, and under the roof was an open-air laboratory. There were large stone tables and glass beakers and ingredients and colorful liquids in big and little jars. There was a large cauldron hung above a small campfire that was still smoking. 
Piles and piles of gold, gemstones, and other treasure lay about the area. Well, the smoking campfire is a good sign, said Goose. Yeah, and the piles of treasure certainly suggest a dragon is about, agreed Arlo. Arlo and Goose lumbered about the area, looking for this mysterious dragon wizard. Soon they noticed a large cave opening in the side of the mountain, large enough for a dragon to walk through. Well, said Goose, looking at Arlo, seems like this is our next step. They peered into the dark cave and heard a voice behind them. Oh, I wouldn't go in there if I were you. So drab and dark. Uh, nothing in there but bugs and moss. The boys spun, jerked their dragon heads behind them, and saw another dragon. This dragon was a bit smaller than they were. He was light purple in color and had a white beard, and he held a teacup in one hand. Welcome to my island. I'm Hamish, said the dragon. Arlo and Goose both stood stunned and speechless. This is the part where you introduce yourselves, said Hamish. Uh, um, yeah, I'm Goose, and this is my friend Arlo, said Goose. Wonderful. We're all friends, then. Now what are you doing here exactly? Not many dragons just randomly stumble upon my little slice of heaven here. Well, are you a dragon wizard? asked Arlo. Some say I'm the dragon wizard, said Hamish. I've never met another dragon wizard myself. Of course, I don't get out much anymore. Maybe the entire world is made up of dragon wizards now, and I just don't know it. No, it's mostly people, said Arlo. Too bad said Hamish. Now how can I help you? Or have you only come for tea? Arlo and Goose looked at each other, not quite sure where to start. Goose figured he'd start at the most logical place, the beginning. Well, here goes, said Goose. I'm actually human, and Arlo is like a dragon person. We're from a faraway place called the Valley, and we were taking artifacts from an evil wizard tribe, and we got backed into a corner, and we drank some strange purple potion, and it turned us into dragons, and then some other people smarter than us suggested we come here so you can help us get turned back into people, said Goose. Hamish took a sip from his teacup and thought hard as some smoke wafted up from his nostrils. I see, said Hamish. I do remember making those purple potions so long ago. I had this idea that I could make enough potions to turn all humans into dragons. Why would you want to turn all humans into dragons? asked Arlo. Well, because humans are generally awful, said Hamish. They shoot arrows at me and scream when I get close to them, and they try to steal my treasure. And also, it was a couple hundred years ago, and I was young. Arlo and Goose remembered their trip out to Dragon Island. They remembered how whenever people saw them, they would scream and run away and sometimes try and attack them. They understood how a dragon's experiences could lead them to dislike humans. Well, do you have any reverse potions or... I don't know, asked Goose. I is there any way you can fix us? You're dragons! You've already been fixed, said Hamish. He sighed, a big dragon sigh, and continued. Oh, but yes, all right, I understand now in my old age that not everyone wants to be a dragon, so I'll make you a reverse potion. Arlo and Goose's spirits were instantly lifted. They perked up, and smiles grew onto their big dragon faces. That's amazing, said Arlo. Thank you so much. Uh, how long do you think it will take? Ah, well, that depends on you, said Hamish. I don't have everything I need here, you see. 
you'll need to visit a nearby island full of humans to collect an important ingredient. A nearby island tribe grows star root. I need it for the potion, and I can't grow it here, so you'll need to get some from those people. Okay, so w we get the star root and then bring it to you, and then you'll make the potion? Asked Goose. That sounds easy enough. It does sound easy, doesn't it? Agreed Hamish. Oh, but it won't be. Those people over there hate dragons, so good luck getting them to trade with you. Hate dragon? Why would they hate dragons? Asked Arlo. Well, I maybe kind of burned down some of their village once a long time ago, said Hamish. You maybe kind of burned down some of their village? How do you maybe kind of burn down anything? asked Goose. I visited their island looking to trade for some of their famous brownies. They make the very best brownies. I, I flew over with some things to trade for some brownies, and they shot at me with arrows. And some of them even hit me. So I burned down some of their houses, answered Hamish. It's a bit of an overreaction, don't you think? asked Goose. Perhaps, said Hamish. Perhaps. Either way, any time I get close to their island anymore, they unleash a volley of arrows up into the skies, forever denying me access to their delicious, delicious brownies. All right, well, I, I guess we'll get ready and head on over there and try and get some star root, said Goose. The two young dragons prepared for their short trip to the neighboring island while Hamish worked in his laboratory. From what they saw, Hamish had a very advanced laboratory. He was mixing materials and ingredients that they had never seen before and were surely quite rare. He was using techniques and processes that were quite refined and made it clear he was a very professional wizard. Hamish told Goose and Arlo that starroot was a very rare plant grown in very few places. It also only grew in the starlight. It took the perfect soil and just right growing conditions for the starroot to grow. The residents of the nearby island had learned how to grow starroot and used it in their world-famous brownies, making them taste absolutely amazing. Goose and Arlo didn't really have a plan. Their plan was just to not get shot by arrows and to not burn down any buildings. Goose and Arlo flew onto the island secretly. They figured if the islanders saw them flying high above, they may panic and begin attacking. The young dragons thought that the best way for them to gain the villagers' trust was to approach by calmly walking. They landed on the side of the island farthest from the village, and then they crept through the trees as quietly as two huge dragons could creep. Soon, they were right behind some of the village buildings. They heard the people talking as they walked around the little town. The dragons looked at each other, both thinking, I hope this works. Slowly, they walked right into town among the villagers. Right away, they noticed two things. One, these villagers were much smaller than the humans they lived with in the valley. They were about the size of cats. And two, these villagers were very scared of dragons. Upon seeing Arlo and Goose walk around a building, the villagers screamed in terror and ran away in fear. The dragons tried to talk to the villagers to calm them down. Wait! Wait! Calm down! Calm down! We're just here to talk to you. We, we want to buy some star root from you. Please wait! Still, the little villagers screamed and ran around senselessly. Help! Help! Dragons! We're under attack! Run! Run away! 
Soon the area was largely empty, except for a few children. The little children looked up to the dragons in awe. They didn't seem to be very scared of the dragons. The children pointed at Arlo and Goose and said, Dragons! Dragons play! The children ran to Arlo and Goose. They climbed up on the dragon's large claws and up on their arms and on their backs, hanging from their wings. Dragons play, the children called. Arlo and Goose remained still. They were afraid to move, worried that the kids would fall off them and get hurt. They were also a bit spooked since they weren't used to having kids crawl all over them. Soon, more and more kids peeked around the homes they were hiding behind. Seeing the other kids safely climb all over some dragons, they decided to join in. Because what kid doesn't want to play with dragons, right? A few minutes later, Arlo and Goose stood as still as statues while covered in laughing children. Adults slowly came forward to see the spectacle of their kids playing on dragons, and in no time the entire town was gathered around playing on Arlo and Goose like they were a jungle gym. The children eventually got tired, and this gave Goose a chance to address the townspeople. Thank you for not attacking us, said Goose. We're looking to buy some star root. Do you have any to sell us? A woman approached Arlo and Goose, clearly cautious but brave enough to try and talk to them. You want star root? Why? What does a dragon want with star root? She asked. Arlo sighed. It's a long story, really. Basically, we need the star root to make a potion to turn us back into humans he said. The woman scrunched up her eyebrows in confusion. I see, she said. Well, we have a bit of a problem here on the island, and if you help us, we'll give you all the star root you need for your potion. Okay, what's the problem? asked Goose. We're out of Sprite Tears. We use Wood Sprite Tears in our brownies, but we're out and can't get any more, said the woman. By now, there was a group of other adults crowding around, listening, gawking at the dragons, and just generally taking it all in. They seemed to agree with the woman that a star root for Sprite Tears trade was in order. You were able to get them before, but not now? Why can't you get Sprite Tears now? asked Arlo. Oh, we never did get them ourselves. Traders would come by and sell them to us. I think they're from a nearby island, a place where the forests are full of wood sprites. They would collect the tears and bring them here to trade to us for things, the woman answered. Arlo and Goose felt like they were being sent on another wild goose chase now. They were a bit frustrated. So what, we go to this other island and ask for wood sprite tears, but they tell us they'll only give us some if we go somewhere else and retrieve a mystical eggplant from the eggplant people, but when we do that, the eggplant people will need us to find the ancient stinky cheese from a dangerous dungeon, and we'll go to do that, and the stinky cheese goblins will give it to us, but only if we gather the rare pickle flower from the edge of the highest cliffs of the... Well, I don't know, said Arlo, exasperated. It's already feeling like we'll never really get what we need. The small woman they were talking to seemed to sympathize with them now. Seeing dragons be vulnerable and angry and scared made her realize that dragons were people too, even though, you know, they weren't. I understand your frustration, she said, but it's the only deal I have for you. I hope your quest ends there. Arlo and Goose were experiencing mixed feelings now. They were excited to get a little closer to being human again, but at the same time they didn't feel closer at all. Just another place to visit with another thing to retrieve, but it was the next step. So the tiny villagers showed them where to go on a map, 
and Arlo and Goose took to the skies, continuing their quest to become human once again. The End Thanks for listening, everyone. Now for some awesome shout-outs. Penny from Rochester, New York, submitted an awesome drawing of Dropkick Kitty Cat. Thanks for that drawing, Penny. You're awesome. Melita and Juniper sent along an incredible collection of drawings, and I love them all. You two are great artists, and you're awesome. Eli shared a drawing of a ninja fighting a bad guy, and it's great. Thanks, Eli. You're awesome. And Roger, Hazel, and Sophie from Seattle like to listen on their long drives. Thanks for listening. You three are awesome. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send drawings and things to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Access more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.